picturesque bay on Waiheke Island fringed with pohutukawa trees has turned into a battleground. On the beach, a few tents fly protest flags. Just metres away on the water is an enormous barge with a crane. The battle is over a 180 berth marina. It's been going on in the courts for years, but now it's being fought on the beach. I'm Sharon Brett Kelly, and today on the detailed Kennedy Point Marina, the developers versus the locals. This morning uh, we saw that the barge was coming in from Auckland, and I raced down and hopped into my kayak, and I accidentally got in their way. I was dragging a, a rope behind me, and I was warning them not to get near me because my rope, my fishing line, might get in their prop. So they've decided to pack it in. Drama on the water has forced work that's only just started to stop. Workers building a controversial marina on Auckland's Waiheke Island were forced to retreat today as protesters defended penguins living in the area. The developers, council and opponents are meeting urgently today. But the project has resource consent and so far the developers are winning the legal battle. Protesters are being warned that if they don't move on, police may move in. It will probably require the assistance of law enforcement. Would you be comfortable with protesters here being arrested? I wouldn't be comfortable. So let's look at the main players. I'm talking to Stuff reporter Josephine Franks. The developers are Kennedy Point Boat Harbour Limited. That's headed up by Tony Mayer. Hello, my name is Tony Mayer and like many Kiwis, I love boating and I spent most of my life around the water. Their plan is to build a 181 berth marina in Putiki Bay, Kennedy Point on Waiheke Island. It is no surprise that demand for these berths is very high and many of the berths available have been spoken for. Who are the occupiers on the beach? You've got Protect Kennedy Point, which was set up basically to occupy. And it also takes in supporters from Save Kennedy Point who have been fighting this through the courts the last couple of years. You know, working within the legal framework, we've tried everything. We've exhausted every option SKP, Save Kennedy Point has, and Waiheke Islanders who supported them. And people joining them on a kind of day-to-day basis from Piratahi Marae and from local environmental groups and the local community. And you've also got Ngāti Power Kaitiaki, who are there with the blessing of Ngāti Power Trust Board to hold that space for the iwi. Now it's, it's become political. It's become about mana whenua, Ngāti Power standing against it. If the law isn't going to recognise... Um, the community resistance and Nazi power resistance to to the marina being built, then we have to we have to show it through occupation, through other means, through community engagement, through people being down here and holding a space and peacefully protesting. Who else is opposed to this project? There are a number of environmental groups who are opposed to it. Okay, we have got. The marina versus the penguins. But conservationists fear the cordua, uh, uh, little blue penguins, will lose their home. It gets even more complicated because this fight has split the iwi, Ngāti Power, and divided the islanders. Josephine will explain more soon, but first, the project. Kennedy Point is a commercial area of the island at the moment in that the car ferry from the city comes into that beautiful bay. 
NZ Me's property editor Anne Gibson has been covering the story for several years. It's a, a really lovely, peaceful place with a lot of, I'd say, maybe 1960s, 70s homes on a road overlooking it. So it, it's very beautiful, but it is commercial because... Uh, that's the car ferry. It brings across the big supermarket trucks and it brings across vehicles for residents and for holiday makers. So there is already commercial usage there. Why has it been chosen for a marina? Now, according to Tony Mayer, it's ideal because of the way that it, it faces the south. And if you have the boats with their backs to the wind, to the onshore wind, that's the best position because they get the least disturbance on the berthage. The other thing is he told me that that area is about six to seven metres deep, so it won't require dredging. The new marina will incorporate a floating breakwater, which results in no dredging or reclamation, and there's no interference with the intertidal zones. This is a project which started 2016. That was around about the time that Auckland Council gave consent for a marina to be developed there. Now, since then, Tony Mayer, the developer, has certainly downsized the scale of what he's proposing because there was very strong local opposition. Now, there's a group called Save Kennedy Point, which has been formed, and I've been dealing with David Bajant from that group. And that group went to the Environment Court initially to oppose uh, the development and they wanted the consent overturned. They didn't win that. So then they went to the High Court asking for a rehearing of the Environment Court decision on the basis of having new evidence and the High Court said no. So then they went to the Court of Appeal, SKP, and again they didn't win there. So late last year, just as Tony Mayer said he was about to start construction, SKP announced that they go to the Supreme Court to get the High Court ruling overturned and allow them to go back to the Environment Court to challenge the basis of the Auckland Council consents. Work has already begun, but there's still a decision to be made by the Supreme Court. And I asked Kit Littlejohn about that, the barrister who is also a director of Kennedy Point Boat Harbour. I said, why would you start when there's a judicial decision pending? And his answer, um, correct legal answer is, because we have a valid resource consent to do the work. Hmm. So he's making the point legally that until the consent that they were granted by Auckland Council is overturned, why should they stop work? Or why should they not start work in this case? Because that allows them to build. And if they've sold 150 out of 186 berths, then those berth holders are expecting to get the product that they have paid for. And uh, Tony and Kit were telling me when I met them recently too that they had a meeting, I think on their database they've got over a 1,000 people. So that's the number of people who are interested, might buy in future or, you know. Wow. Yeah, so Gosh. they're talking about how popular the concept is. But of course, you know, as we're talking about right now, hugely unpopular with many people on the island. That decision from the Supreme Court is due out this month. And if it rules in favour of the opponents, it could all go back to the Environment Court. In that Save Kennedy point, backing that, though, is Bruce Plested, the founder 
of Main Freight, which is a $6 billion company, you know, a big New Zealand success story. And Waiheke uh, Local. Yes, yes, with a very substantial property, I think, in the Onatangi area. And also within that Save Kennedy Point group, or they call themselves SKP now, yeah. are the protesters who are occupying the land mm-hmm. and they are Ngāti Paua. That's right. But the confusing thing is that the marina has been in consultation. I mean, Tony Mayer says in his presentation and his own video. Our final marina design, which fully complies with the Resource Management Act in New Zealand, has input from Ngāti Paua Iwi Trust, and they have been part of the conversation since 2016. And last month, when the barge came in to begin the construction, there was a dawn blessing was held, and I've given you the news release that um, Tony Mayer has issued on that, where he cites the names of Naripoa Tangata Whenua, who were involved in the karakia at that blessing at the beginning of the construction project. But we also know that there are Naripoa iwi members who have been camping at the site at Kennedy Point, at this bay. We maintain, nevertheless, that this marina should not be built and we're willing to show up and to live down here to show you that this is how we feel. And how long are you are you willing to stay down here for? We will be down here indefinitely until we see th- this barge leave our bay. Th- this is our goal, is to see all construction halted and, in fact, this marina not go ahead at all. That's Emily Meyer-Weiss talking to Josephine Franks. Weiss is Ngāti Power and heads up Protect Kennedy Point, the umbrella group for anti-marina campaigners. She's been on the beach since day one. But as Franks explains, Ngāti Power's role is complicated. The complication kind of dates back a few years to who was consulted about this marina. Because when we're talking about Ngāti Power, there's the Iwi Trust and then there's the Trust Board. So the Trust Board came first and then the Iwi Trust was set up as a post-settlement entity. The Iwi Trust are the people that the developers consulted about the marina. They did a cultural values assessment and they gave it the green light. But the Trust Board didn't know about the plans for the marina until until it had been already been heard in the environment court. So when the trust board found out about it, they were opposed to it. They declared the area wahitapu, and they're also very concerned about the environmental and cultural impacts of a marina. The problem of who was consulted in part comes down to Auckland Council because the trust board weren't listed on the council's mana whenua database. So when the developers were looking for who they needed to talk to about this marina, they found the Iwi Trust and they spoke to the Iwi Trust and the Trust Board didn't find out about it until it was too late for them to do anything. So you've got this division between Iwi Trust who have historically supported the marina and the trust board who are opposed to it but then that's been further complicated in the last few months because at the end of last year the iwi trust had their elections and they now have a new board of trustees and the people who 
agreed to the marina are no longer part of that board of trustees. So the EWE Trust is still kind of looking through the proposal and has yet to come to a decision on how it feels about the marina. So it's waiting to consult with its members. So now you've got the Trust Board who are opposed to it and the EWE Trust who did agree to it but are now yet to give their latest feelings about it. Meanwhile, Tony Meir, in his own video promoting the marina, says he feels... Well, humble that Ngāti Power Iwi Trust and those in the community that support the marina are placing their trust in our team. We won't let you down. Who is Tony Meir? Yeah, he's a very... Um, well, he regards himself... He is an engineer. Now, he's built uh, 17 big marina and water projects. Actually... All around the world, he talks obviously really, you know, quite passionately about the role that they perform in a marine ecosystem. He talks about fish being attracted to them. One thing which I was very interested in, which he talked to, uh, to me about on the Kennedy Point project, is there will be uh, sewage pumping aspects to this new marina. And at the moment, he said you can just take your boat like 200 metres off um, the coast at Waiheke and... Dump it. Yeah, I was really kind of shocked about that. And, well, I mean, you know, he's obviously, he's putting positives in terms of the project, but he's saying there'll be pump-out facilities at Kennedy Point, not just for the 186 birth holders, who obviously need that. And when he started, which I found really interesting, like in the 80s, he told me that the birds were only nine metres long, you know, on average. So now you've got some 16 metres long. So it shows that kind of very, expensive, luxurious, big kind of launch-style motoring boat, which is the popular choice for people, I think, particularly around Auckland, because easy, right? You don't have to put the sail up. Presumably, you start the engine. That's right. (laughs) There's going to be a lot of car parking at Kennedy Point. There's floating, you know, floating car parks. Mm. So you can drive to your boat and park there. There's going to be fibre, lighting, security, the sewage. Uh, There's going to be so many aspects to it. So from what I understand, that is what boaties want. They're also going to have laundry facilities. So, you know, I guess you go out, you have towels and maybe linen bedding, you want to wash that. So you could put that in a dryer and then, you you know, washing machine, dry it when you come back, evidently makes it easier so that's why he's got that range of amenities that are being offered. This isn't the first attempt to build a marina at Waiheke Island. Well, funny you should say that. So back in 2011, there was a really big proposal at Matiatia, which is where the passenger ferry comes in, uh, basically at the bottom of Oneroa. And I just looked at that this morning and thought of the similarities between the two projects. Very different, like that 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 one back in 2011 was not Tony Mayer. That was a businessman called Graham Guthrie. And there was a concert which John Hawkesby described as Woodstock without the nakedness. <laughs> and that was a fundraising concert to raise money to stop that Matiatia proposal. And then I look back and notice that 2018, the Sunkissed Picnic, there was a concert held on the island to stop the Tony Mia proposal. This is a 7.3 hectare marina and that's large. They have a floating car park with 72 cars and two large buildings and that's never been done in New Zealand before. 
And if we think that if we don't fight this one, then there'll be marina developers floating in marinas all over the place and sporting lots and lots of beautiful bays. Next is going to be Coromandel. Next is going to be Nelson. Next is going to be Dunedin. Next is going to be all these places around the country. So we have to stop this. You know, is it the same people who no. are different, different people? Different people. Uh, well, Kit Littlejohn, the barrister who is also a director of Kennedy Point Boat Harbour, he was involved in both. Uh, but that first one at Matiatia certainly didn't go ahead. And that's an interesting thing about Kit Littlejohn is that he was in opposition to the Matiatia marina and now he's working for the company that's trying to build the Kennedy Point marina. That's right, yeah, that's right. And there were also some very high-profile people who opposed that first one back around 11, 14, and that was a person said to be New Zealand's richest man, Graham Hart. Sir Ralph Norris, who also lives there. Sir Graham Henry, former All Blacks coach. And Bruce Plested was involved in the opposition to that first one and is involved in the opposition to the second one as well. Because that is the thing, there is a lot of money rolling around in this fight. I mean, for the protest group, Save Kennedy Point, to even take this fight to the court at so many levels, I mean, that is so expensive. So where's the money coming from? Yes, well, Bruce Plester from Main Freight told me that he had uh, given the opposing group about 40,000 and I think there was about 40,000 raised uh, through the efforts of the opponents as well including at that concert that I mentioned and I think there are some wealthy people on the island or with homes with property on the island who do not want the island to change and are really strongly opposed to this and I know that I quoted some people like, for example, David Bajant of SKP, calling it an offensive elitist edifice. You know, there's a perception on the island that a marina as big as this, with all those amenities and facilities, is not the sort of thing that people on the island want. That's why. That's not why they go there. They actually go there almost to be in a different time from Auckland. They don't want Auckland going there. Isn't it too late for that? <laughs> I mean, the developments that you see around Waiheke, it's such a beautiful place and there's parts of it that are that are still rem- feel remote and undeveloped, yeah. but there's parts of it that are also full of multi-million dollar homes. Is this uh, just like a really extreme case of nimbyism? Oh. <laughs> I guess you wouldn't feel like that if you opposed it, would you? You know, if you felt that the the, the island is so precious and that this was going to be the ruination of part of the island, you'd feel really strongly about it. I mean, I don't own a boat. I don't have any feelings about it. I'm in a totally neutral position in the middle reporting both sides of it. But I can certainly see there's a huge amount at stake here. And it's almost like a flashpoint of change on Waiheke Island. People are saying, we don't want this here. You know, West Haven and Bayswater, keep that on the Auckland side. Don't bring that over here. There's some areas around the island that I've heard of 
particularly, I think, above Kennedy Point, where a lot of people on one side of the street would like it and people on the other side of the street would not like it. Now, one big fear, which I can understand from the opponent's point of view, is will people live on those boats? Will there be noise, congregation, rubbish? Now, what Tony Mayer says in response to that is that that they have plans in place where those sort of negative Effects will be ameliorated where they'll be dealt with. Throughout the development and beyond, we will continue to take guidance from the experts to create a predator control program. This aims to protect the little blue penguins who call Kennedy Point home. People look at reports from Auckland Council about the state of the Hauraki Gulf or they look at the Rahui that's been placed around the foreshore to protect Kaimoana, and they're not convinced when the developers say it'll be okay and we've got all these measures in place to ensure that the environmental impacts won't affect the water quality. They're they're saying, oh, actually, I just don't know how you're going to put a marina in there and it's not going to make it worse. Can I ask you what you make of it all? That's actually quite a hard one. Um, I definitely think it seems like something where not all sides have been fully heard. And I suppose because decisions get made quite a long time before any work starts. So, you know, we're, we're looking at decisions that were made back in kind of 2017 And there are more people who have come forward since then and and concerns that have grown since then. You know, people are saying, well, actually, we're more worried about our environment now than we perhaps were even four years ago. And it, it does seem that perhaps if the proposal was to be made now without anything having gone before it, it might have a different outcome. What is the next step? Because the Supreme Court still has to make a decision. Will that be the final decider? Yeah, it does seem that way. I don't know that there's many other avenues open in a legal sense, but at the same time, the occupiers are saying that they're not going to leave before the barge does. So I think this could actually end up being a fight that's kind of taken out of courts where it's been fought for the last few years and fought on the beach. That's it for today. I'm Sharon Brett-Kelly. The detail is brought to you by newsroom.co.nz with NZ On Air. You can get us downloaded free to your mobile device every weekday from any podcast platform. And if you're using Apple, please leave us a rating so others can find us too. Alexia Russell produced this episode. Adrian Holley engineered it. And thanks to Josephine Franks and Anne Gibson. Mā te wā.